This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. The chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have long for added strength. Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened For I have news for you It is no secret What God can do What is done for others He'll do With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. There is no night, for in his light you'll never walk alone. Always feel at home. Wherever you may roam, there is no power can conquer you while God is on your side. Take him at his promise, don't run away and hide. It is no secret what God can do. What is done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. Ah! 
Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him, whatever be tied. Take time to be holy, be calm by thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by his spirit to fountains of love. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and I'm the bridge minister here. Thanks today to Debbie Tague and Jim Hugrood, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on our website at WPCA radio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Shelley Larson in honor of Marty Anderson and, his, and her 100th birthday. We want to thank her and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Next Sunday, we will be at Trinity Lutheran for our worship services. And on June 19th, Father's Day, we'll be at Garfield Park, and all are welcome. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name. 
and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship service asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me for the confession of sins. We confess our sins before God and one another. Forgiving God, we spend so much of our time doubting you, doubting ourselves, failing to place our trust in you. Our lack of faith causes us to stumble, and when we fall, we fall far. Forgive us our sin and lift us so that we can rise to the challenge of carrying out your mission. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God is merciful and just. God offers forgiveness for all who ask it. Receive now the entire forgiveness of all your sins and walk with the power of the Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus. Now we'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and sing to us again. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died, to buy my pardon, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy God gives but greater still the Jesus lives Because he lives I can face tomorrow Because he lives All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is Because he lives And then one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's fire
gives way to victory. I'll see the lights of glory and although he reigns, because he lives, I can face tomorrow, because he lives, all fear is gone, because I Because he lives, because I know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. Jesus loves the little children. Jesus calls his children dear, come to me and never fear, for I love the little children of the world. I will take you by the hand, lead you to the better land. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they're covered by his grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus is the shepherd true, and he'll always stand by you, for he loves the little children of the world. He's the savior, great and strong, and he'll shield you from the wrong, for he loves the little children of the Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We continue with the litany. Paul was in prison when he wrote to the people at Philippi, preaching about God and Jesus. Not, Not sure, sure we'd, we'd be, be preaching, preaching very often if, if we, we always ended, ended up in jail. jail. Paul didn't see it that way. Paul had a bold and fearless faith. 
Paul knew his ultimate home was with Christ Jesus. We know, we know that, that is our home too, but it's, it's still scary, scary to be bold. That is why Paul wrote his words of encouragement to the Philippians. He thanked them for their confidence in the Lord. I, I thank God, God every time, time I remember you, he wrote. he wrote. He was proud of them for not being discouraged by his imprisonment. What, what else did he have to say? In this first part of the letter, Paul says that he is glad they proclaim Christ. Whatever their motives, it didn't matter to Paul. But, but shouldn't, shouldn't it have mattered? Shouldn't, shouldn't people proclaim Christ for the right reasons? Yes, they should, but not everyone does. Paul says that the most important thing is spreading the news of Christ, even if some people do it out of envy or rivalry. Don't, Don't some people proclaim Christ out of love? Of course, but other people do it out of selfish ambition. And, and Paul doesn't, doesn't care? care? He wants people to share God's love with pure motives. But no, he doesn't care that much if God's love is shared. Paul doesn't confuse the messenger with the message. Like, like when, when we, we don't, don't listen, listen when someone, someone very different from us talks about God? Yes, that's it. Like, like when, when we are busy judging and we, and we don't, don't notice God is being praised? praised? Now you've got it. Holding each other in prayer and praying for wisdom from the Spirit we can be clear about God's message. God, God is love. Hallelujah and amen. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. God of grace, Paul encouraged believers to have courage and live their truth. Grant us courage and a willingness to put you and others first. Amen. I'd like to invite Kathy to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading comes from Luke 9, verses 46 through 48. An argument arose among them as to which of one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a little child and put it by his side and said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. It's time now to talk with the young people of our parish. Hi guys. I want to talk to you about gardens and planting seeds. This is the time of the year when the flowers are blooming and the vegetable gardens are being planted. When I plant my seeds, whether it's a tomato seed or a green pepper, I first look at the package of seeds on how to plant them. I look to see what kind of soil I'm supposed to use or how deep to plant them, if I'm supposed to use a fertilizer or not, and maybe even how long it will take them to come up through the soil. When I look at the seed of a tomato plant and then look again at the seed of a pepper plant, they really look the same. So I make sure I don't mix the seeds up. I have faith that the seed in the tomato packet is a tomato and not a green pepper seed. I have faith that if I follow the instructions on the packet on how to grow that tomato seed, it will grow up to be a tomato. You know, it's really a miracle from God that it happens the way it's supposed to. I think we are all like a tomato or a green pepper seed packet. When we're babies, 
God's planted a little seed in us called faith. Our parents help us in many ways. They feed us, they clothe us, clothe us and they keep us safe. They help us to grow strong and they teach us many things on how to live. They bring us to church and to jam and to confirmation so that the seed of faith is in us that can start growing and growing. We start to learn about God by reading our Bibles. We might use a picture Bible when we are young, but as we get older, we will have a more grown-up Bible to study from. Our faith will be growing in us just like our bodies will grow too. It's really a miracle from God. God made us a miracle. And God loves each of us in many different ways. So let's celebrate our lives with God. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for this miracle of me. Help me to grow in my faith, to know and understand how you want me to live. Thank you for loving me always. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. My chains second reading comes from Philippians, the first chapter, verses 1 through 18a. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Jesus Christ who are in Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I'm confident of this, that one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart, for all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, 
how I long for all of you with the compassion of Jesus Christ. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and fulfill insight to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that come through Jesus Christ for the glory and the praise of God. I want you to know, beloved, that what has happened to me has actually helped to spread the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole uh, parental guard and to everyone else that is in my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers and sisters, having been made confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, dare to speak the word with great boldness and without fear. Some proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put here for the defense of the gospel, and the others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering and my imprisonment. What does it matter? Just this, that Christ is proclaimed in every way, whether out of false motives or true, and in that I rejoice. Here ends the readings. Well, this lesson, or the lessons today, are uh, good lessons, and there's three things I'd like to share, and they're not all tied together, because Paul is kind of all over the place, and it also speaks about Jesus, uh, talking about children and humility, and I'd like to touch on all those things. But it also is a day in which uh, tomorrow I uh, have a funeral of a friend, and uh, it will be hard. In fact, when I got the news, it was very hard. I had written a little poem or some thoughts after my sister had died and moved it to with this friend. The other day, my friend died. He sang, I cried. The other day, my friend died. He laughed, I was sad. The other day, my friend died. He sees Jesus clearly. I see him dimly. He lives in hope, fulfilled. We all live in the promise of hope for tomorrow. It's good to be people of hope. Though yet we die, we know that our Redeemer lives, and in him there is hope for all of us, for life. I like the first part where Paul speaks to the Philippians, and he says, uh, I am confident that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That is our hope. And he also says that he will present us pure and holy, the work be com being completed. I have to admit, so much of what I've done in life, I, I get frustrated because I don't always complete. I'm one who dreams and likes to get things started. I have a harder time getting things done. I remember the horrible times of going to school and having these term papers and waiting till the very last minute to try to get them in. 
and usually it was overdue, but I got them in. Sometimes there were thoughts that were there that were good, but it wasn't complete. My wife smiles at me once in a while every summer or spring. Maybe not always smiles, but I plant way too much garden. And of course, I don't get it all weeded on time or the way it should be, but I love the planting. But it's so good to know that here Paul speaks of completeness, that he says to you and me, yeah, it's great that you get it started, but just know that it's not just get started, but there will be a completion. And that completion will be when we see him again face to face. That is good. The second part that came out of this was just a little bit of the humility part that Jesus had to deal with the disciples on, arguing about who is the greatest. I think we all remember Muhammad Ali, I am the greatest. But I wonder sometimes how he felt after he lost a few. We in America like to say, America first, we are number one. We like to think that, or if we have a favorite sports team, it's, it's really tough listening to Packer fans who always talk about being Super Bowl champs and Viking fans, which I am, never winning one. Who's the best? Who's the greatest? We always talk about that. But here the disciples are talking about who was the greatest to them, arguing with one another, saying, I've done this. Sometimes we, we want to think that we are superstar Christians. Well, I've done this. I've done that. That's why I'm better than you. I've done more acts of kindness and gentleness and service than you have. I give more money than you have. I do this and I do that. And Jesus hits it very hard when he says, here's a child. Children, so much in time of history, aren't to be seen or heard. Just be there. But Jesus said the least of these, as a child there, is the greatest. Humility is not how you dress, it is not the money you make, and it is not where you live. It's not what you drive, and it's not even how you look. We're never once commanded by God to look humble. Humility is an attitude. It is an attitude of the heart, an attitude of the mind. It is knowing your proper place, never talking down or looking down because someone may be of a financial, of a financial level less than yours. It is knowing your role and fulfilling it for God's glory and praise. I repeat, it is an attitude. The attitude Christ had, who emptied himself of the voluntary and independent use of his divine attributes, there is no quality more godlike than humility. The place of highest exaltation, as we see in the Lord Jesus Christ, is a place of self-emptying humility. It's not a phony baloney style of fake piety. It's true humility of mind. It's putting the other person first. It is being like Christ. And that comes from Chuck Swindoll and his devotional, Wisdom for the Way. Our hope and prayer is that we become like Christ in our attitudes and how we treat others and how we look at ourselves. 
pride has to go out the window. We have to remember where we've come from and where Christ has taken us. That it is in Christ that we are, are growing to be like. And it's not that by our own power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit working and living inside of us. It's learning from others. It's enjoying other people's success and attempting ourselves to put others first. It isn't easy, but what an attitude, humility. And here Paul even speaks about it in another way where uh, he's excited about the gospel being shared. Sometimes we don't always get excited how the gospel is shared. We, we get concerned, are they really sharing it the right way? Are they doing it the best? And I remember teaching a seminar on sharing our faith many years ago and uh, talking about the uh, things to watch out for, the things not to do, the things to do. And uh, I thought I did a pretty good job. And there was one young lady who came up afterwards and she was saying, Lauren, I can't believe it. I said, she said, I just shared my faith with somebody on the elevator and I did everything wrong that you said I shouldn't do. And I had to look at her and say, that's not true. You did the one thing that is most important. You shared. Sometimes we are afraid to share because I don't know if I understand the people. I hear people saying, I don't want to teach Sunday school because I don't understand young people. I don't know where they're at. And I don't know how I could do it. But I always admire those who did their best and they shared what they knew. We who think we own the gospel, we must be careful. Can we rejoice with others who are different than us in their expression and in their love of Jesus? Sometimes we get so caught up on how we get into the kingdom that we forget about it, that we are both in the kingdom, that we as disciples should look to others and learn from them and rejoice with them like Paul did. And sometimes, yes, there are people who do it out of self-serving means, and that is hurtful. But Paul still was able to say, it's in this I rejoice that the gospel is shared. And when we look around the world, we see people who are becoming more and more Christ-like from different cultures and different parts, and that have come so far without us being the main people. We no longer are the majority of being white Anglo-Saxon Christians, but the Africans, the Chinese, the Asian, the Latin America, all these other places where the gospel is growing. And sometimes we are confused because it doesn't look like it's got all the right things in place. But can we rejoice, like Paul, that it is being shared? May we pray that the Holy Spirit would guide and direct us in our attitudes. And when we see that it is not right, help us to work wisely with the Holy Spirit, guiding us as to what we can say and what we can do to maintain the family of God here on earth. 
I'm excited about the gospel being shared because it is the difference between life and death. It is what is important in our world. It is the thing that makes a difference. Why should we be sad that the love of Jesus is talked about, sang about, and lived out by those who are different than us, who express it differently than us? After all, it still is the gospel, and for that, Let's say with Paul, I rejoice because the gospel is shared. Amen. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within In all the world around me, I see his love and care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Thank you, Jim and Deb. Maybe before we get into the Apostles' Creed, just to, again, for all you who are listening, I hope you enjoy the music that isn't always sung in a lot of our Lutheran churches where we have hymns a lot more that are more with organ and piano. And, uh, but again, it's what Paul was saying. Isn't it time to rejoice in the different ways that we express our faith, whether it be in song or in word? And uh, what a gift you have given us by sharing some of the songs that a lot of us grew up with and have enjoyed over the years. Well, we continue as we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We will continue now with the prayers of intercession. For the church, the world, and all those in need. We give you thanks for your servant Paul, who never allowed misfortune to win the day, and never rested until he had proclaimed your gospel to everyone he met. Give us zeal, energy, and spirit on behalf of Jesus' mission. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. It is easy to second-guess the motives of others and assume we know who is genuine. Make us less concerned about the hows and the whys of our brothers and sisters in faith and more concerned <clears throat> that the gospel is proclaimed. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. As spring bursts forth on the northern hemisphere, bring about the renewal of our hearts as well. Make them well-watered gardens where love abides and hope grows. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Sometimes it is the wounded among us who make the best agents of your healing. Use all of us, shortcomings and all, to tend your flocks and spread the balm of your wholeness. And especially we pray for those who are struggling with illness, be it spiritual, physical, or mental. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. We thank you, God, whenever we think of your faithful saints who carried your precious gospel throughout the ages. As their witness has blessed us, so make us a blessing to others and unite us all in your eternal kingdom. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Gather our prayers, spoken aloud and offered silently, into your hands, for the good of your people and the glory of your name. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your Love, 
Now we'd like to continue with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. You may bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have to admit, during the time of we uh, had the COVID, and as many of you still are by yourselves, one of the things about the passing of the peace was always that it was something that we do as Christians. We live in community. We hear the words and yearning of Paul as he talks about his people as he is separated from them and wanting to, them to know that his love for them and his continuing prayer for them and the peace that he wants between them and him and their God. It's a great part of the worship. Well, we come to the offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. We're now continuing with the offering song. You said you'd come and share all my sorrows. You said you'd be there for all my tomorrows. I came so close to sending you away. But just like you promised, you came there to just had to pray and Jesus said come to the water stand by my side I know you are thirsty you won't be denied I felt every teardrop when in darkness you Dream. 
pray, Lord, you come to us in a circumstance, both good and bad. As Paul continued to act with your strength while in prison, we too can act with generosity and courage. Accept these gifts given gratefully, no matter where our life's journey is taking us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Together let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and thanks be to God. My heavenly home is bright and fair I feel like traveling on No pain, no death can enter there I feel like traveling on Yes, I feel like traveling on I feel like traveling on My heavenly home is bright I feel like traveling on It's glittering towers, the sun outshines I feel like traveling on That heavenly mansion shall be mine I feel like traveling on I feel like traveling on I feel like traveling on
My heavenly home is bright and fair I feel like traveling on The Lord has been so good to me I feel like traveling on Until that blessed home I see I feel like traveling listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. No matter